0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to With Great People, the podcast for high-performance teams. I'm Richard Kasparowski. This episode is an interview with Michael and Audrey Sahota. Michael and Audrey are the authors of the book Emotional Science. We chat about intentionality in creating your organization's environment, including meditation as a form of what they call check-in on steroids. Find their book at EmotionalScience.com and on Amazon. And learn more about them at Agilatrix.com. To support this podcast, sign up for my newsletter at Kasparowski.com. Thanks for listening. So I'm here with Michael Sahoda and Audrey Sahoda Hi, Michael and Audrey. Thanks for being our guest today.
1: Hi. Hi. Glad to be here.
0: Good to be here. Yeah. Awesome having you. Will you, will you introduce yourselves to our listeners?
1: This is always a tricky one. <laughs> the best description is that. Audrey and I do culture and leadership training worldwide to help not just managers, leaders and organizations, but people who are in some as Agile coaches, have a deeper understanding of how to make those changes. There's a, there's a, lot, a lot to say about that. And shifting mindset, shifting
2: consciousness. Mm-hmm. So we train together, we develop curriculum together, <laughs> we live together, we travel together. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. And it, and you have an amazing looking backdrop behind you. So w- tell us tell us where you are. Describe the space you're in. We're in the Great Hall.
3: Yes, the Great Hall.
0: So uh,
1: this is used in our home as, as a training space mm-hmm. where it's good for up to about 10, 12 people. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, got windows on the sides.
2: High ceilings. In,
1: yeah. Vaulted ceiling so it's got a nice shape to it yeah
2: Yeah. stone fireplace in the back and the other end has a giant television (laughs) projecting the keynotes that we use
0: all right so this is the podcast about great teams I, i like to ask people about the best team of their life and different things that went into that. So listeners can reproduce some of that great teamness for themselves and, 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 and their people. Uh, so what was, what was your best team of your life or your best team of your lives?
1: It's, uh, it's right now. And it's evolving. It's mm-hmm.
2: so cheesy. What? <laughs> it, it is.
1: <laughs> Truth. I don't know.
2: I was After... going to say the same thing. And then I didn't want to sound so cheesy. So I was <laughs> Other teams,
1: I think you're supposed to be authentic
0: here
2: and other experiences that I've had yeah. so I th- yeah, which I think have added to the experience yeah. that we're having now
0: <clears throat> i I I know, I know these nice uh, trainer coach people from uh, the Toronto area who say authentic is really good, <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: I mean you of course. Um, when you say right now and it's evolving specifically, what do you mean
1: so Audrey and I have been working together for two years Mm -hmm. like 24 by seven doing our work in the world of shifting mindset shifting consciousness working to inspire a new way of working and being uh and really having huge success and our our team has changed because we had uh one person abby come on who is our director of operations she's just taking care of everything operational it's like oh my gosh like this is incredible, Yay. and uh, and Ron, come on, who's come on actually as, as a partner in the organization. He, uh, he just to give you a sense, he, he uh, he's managed teams of five hundred people. He mm-hmm. is the head of Agile for IBM, and and so he's coming in to really he like just seeing how powerful the work is, mm-hmm. accelerate and amplify everything we do, and so it's very very humbling to have that happen. And, and what's happened is that all these bad habits Audrey and I were getting away with as team members suddenly yeah. we can't get away with our, our our stuff anymore because you know like there's a larger system so that the injection of, of these, these two new people has really caused this whole system to gel and put a lot of the stuff we we teach worldwide into very deep practice yeah. so it's been incredible
2: and just uh- The past two years, uh, just the two of us being in a team uh, are on a team, not only working, but living together as a couple has been tremendous amount of growth. Yeah. It it really has a a large impact on uh, not only our relationship and the work that we do in the world, but it's been affecting our, our family relationships and our relationships with our friends as well. Yeah. So. It hasn't been easy. I think if, if I was going to say anything to anybody is that being on a team, how, however large or small that it would be, is that don't expect it to be easy. Like, it's work.
1: It, it's a catalyst for growth. <laughs> and if you use it, it can lead to extraordinary. And, uh, you know, it's ups and downs. and it's, it's a journey. Yeah,
2: I wouldn't have it any other way. I always, I say that relationship right. is for wake up. And what I mean by that is that you can really uh, shift your entire way of being or your your behavior patterns, the way you think, your beliefs. Uh, actually, your whole entire life is affected by the work that you do in relationship. And yeah. so being on a team where both of us are committed to showing up the best that we can be every single day, Mm -hmm. that's not easy. Uh, That's a lot of inner reflection on how I'm showing up in the moment. Am I being emotionally triggered? Am I... Blaming. Blaming, yeah. How am I taking responsibility for for my Mm. own stuff? What am I creating in the world by... By my behavior. am i
1: irritated am i frustrated am i annoyed am i not my you know most resourceful self that i want to bring forward yeah, yeah. not fully in i don't like you
0: yeah yeah well, this is also beautiful um and I, I i want i want to dive deeper into every every path every sentence that you just shared uh, before we do that uh this this Best team of your life that you have right now, starting with the two of you, and it's recently grown into a group of four people. If you could, if you could summarize the the feeling, the sensation of this team into into one word. What one word would it use to describe the sensation of this team you
3: have together? I got my word. Did you get your word. I think I got my word. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'll go first. The word I got is love. Love. Yeah. Like a, just a very deep sense of, of connection and caring.
3: Mm-hmm. I would say catalyst.
0: When you say catalyst, what do you mean? It's
2: more like a sensation. It's more like a sensation of being like a rocket ship taking off. So there's a lot of power and excitement and projection. And at yeah. the same time, there's this deep sensation of, like, sick to my stomach. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's going to be, a, there's a lot of growth that's happening. Yeah, of course. A lot of fast changes and um, and, and having to step up.
1: Well, yeah choosing to step up
2: choosing to step up as a leader and a leader and and take
1: responsibility yeah
2: owning my stuff and uh being really present in the truth of who i am like in my power i think that's what i've been learning Mm -hmm. is my role what's my my role got reorganized stepping into uh this new team you know it's not like It's not like these two people are joining our team, but we're actually all of us together are stepping into something very different. And it's watching how I react to that. I had a lot of fear and anxiety, like, what's my role? What's my purpose? Is this person now like, you know, Michael would go off and have a meeting with somebody and I would be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I used to have those meetings with him. Oh, yeah. Where is my
0: place? Let's talk and about that for, for a moment. As 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 your team grows, I mean, you, okay, it's four people, but your team has grown by 100%. It's twice as big as it used to be. And it used to be the two of you, uh, a, a couple living together, spending all your time together. And now you've brought in people from outside. Yeah. How, did you did you define the roles ahead of time did you intentionally decide to keep things loose and discover the roles in the right places for, what how, how is this happening
2: i know for me there was a moment where i really understood that our our organization our company and what we were doing in the world i i couldn't i no longer had the skill that was needed and necessary to grow mm-hmm. and so when yeah. i and I had been thinking about this for a while and when the truth really landed in me and I knew that it was time, then people started showing up and, right. and so I, we never had like an external discussion, like what's our role, what's going to happen, what are their roles? We just kind of knew um, the people that were coming on board were nece- uh, uh, necessary for growth yep. And then, because of their uh, expertise and their experience, we kind of let everybody.
1: So, we, so kind
2: of let everybody so decide the what they culture, wanted to
1: do. Yeah, the company culture is fascinating, and it actually informs this question: Is that? It, it's a page from Semco, the company Ricardo Semler uh, I guess evolved to its current state, yeah. which is that self-interest is seen as the highest form of corporate alignment. I'm going to repeat, self-interest is the highest form of corporate alignment. And essentially, the idea is that if you have people who love what they do, they're good at it, and they enjoy it, and it adds value to the company, then those people are on fire, and they're going to make awesomeness happen. And that's like the secret the secret ingredient. So for all of us, it's about you know finding those places where we're doing those things. And also, it's a startup, so it's like, you know, oh, somebody needs to get this done. Okay, I'll step up and do this and, and, and take like honoring the whole system and, you know, so that we're, and have most of our time being spent with what we love doing. Yeah. And we're good at and with that value.
2: And letting go of control. Yeah. I think that, that as your roles shift and change, that you're open and willing to allow your ego to dissolve enough that you can say, you know what, I'm not that great at doing this part and allow the other person that loves to do it, that they're really great at it, allow them to to pick up the the role. You know, so you're dropping one role and, and stepping into another role. And I think for me, it was a, a it was very growth orientated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love. I love it. I, so I I know I know both of you pretty well personally. And 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 I've I've done this for myself too. And and Molly Molly talks to me about this sometimes. I I love that body language right there. Listeners can't see what just happened, but it was it was like it was sort of uncomfortable moment for you. I think from the body language, you could have said something like, "And sometimes it just sucks." But instead, (laughs) what you actually said was was a positive spin on all that. So, what what have you been doing to? I, I, I know this is intentional practice. What, what sorts of things do, do, do the two of you do or the four of you do in the, in the, the bigger company to sort of uh, align things with positivity, to guide things in that sort of direction, to, to practice that mindset together?
1: Yeah, so I, I'm a big hater of the positivity mindset, people. Like a lot, because it, it's, it's it's it, positivity is a good thing, but false positivity is corrosive and destructive. Yeah. Right When it's actually coming from this place of like, oh, I've got lemons, let me make lemonade. And there's joy in the making of the lemonade, right? And there's yeah. satisfaction in that. Then it's a real genuine positive perspective. Yeah. And I think where we are here is that when there's something uncomfortable going on, it's actually a signal there's something there for our learning and growth and personal evolution as a human being. Mm-hmm. And the thing with growth is, is that it's usually less than comfortable. <laughs> and we get through and we get through the discomfort we get the benefits for the rest of our life right and as human beings we're so optimized for avoiding the pain we just keep on getting trapped in a recurring pattern so it's it, it, like we're, we all of us are on what's what we call a hero's journey yep. of liberative of development and saying yes to looking through those places. And we, we do this in our I mean this is like a, a basic teaching in our in our basic agile culture leadership training or Cal One training. Yeah. Foundation of of going to those places to to clear beings. So show up as the people and leaders we want to be. Yeah.
2: And you caught me on a good day
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever caught you on a bad day.
2: <laughs> no, so like I think I think actually going through the the growth journey itself is Very difficult, and it feels like crap. Yeah, I I, I'm on the other side of a lot of the big pieces. Mm -hmm. What I can say right now is, in this place, I feel really good. Like I've grown a lot, and um, in in doing that, I um, was able to see more of who I am. Like my potential, my potential to take responsibility for my own stuff for not blaming other people and how it actually makes me feel better about myself that I feel like I've matured a lot in the last few months because of this experience in, in joining this team in particular Our our, as we were doing our culture, like what we wanted for our values and our culture and who we are as an organization is personal growth and development. That's our foundation. So we're all on the same page that we're all growing, and that it's a journey for all of us. And I can, I can actually be open and honest and say, I don't feel right. This doesn't feel good. Um, I feel left out of that conversation. That mm-hmm. I have the the open space to be able to to say that.
1: Yeah, and profound, profound space of deep psychological safety.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the people that are coming onto our team are not they haven't worked like this ever.
1: They're like, oh my God, this is so so different than everything I've ever experienced. <laughs> oh my god, I love this.
2: <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, Oh my God, is it too much for them? Are they gonna wanna quit? <laughs> because it, it, it is a different way of working. And, uh, and most organizations don't allow the this full part of us to exposed or be vulnerable or you know know that it's a it's a transformational journey and that we're all working together as a team not on just tactical stuff Mm -hmm. but the 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 cultural aspects or or our own personal growth journey right so
0: so, so hearing hearing people say something like oh my god i love this (laughs) um you know i So one of the questions that I like to ask people is, is how do you know it was the best team ever? How do you know that your team is so great? Uh, You know, and that might be an an objective metric. You can count the number of times in a week or in a day people say, oh my God, I love this. Or or how many times people use the word love when you're working together? That might be a nice metric to use. What do you have for um, subjective opinions, your sensations, your objective metrics anything that that gives you information that this is definitely the best team of your life
1: so for me like one objective thing that i can say in my being is like having abby take on a whole bunch of things that are operational like i don't think about these things anymore like i used to like literally feel like i'm an air traffic controller with 50 airplanes flying in the air and trying to make sure they're all you know understand which one's in jeopardy and pay attention and it's like now i feel like my my radar is like I got like five things like, ah, this, this, and like, it's like, there's a ease, there's such an ease that's come into my life because there's, there's stuff that's fully looked after.
3: Right.
1: Uh That for for my, with, with Ron, I can say the feedback we've been getting from clients, the level of response and clarity, because we've gone through, and he's really helped with this, clarified the client journey and what's happening around that. It's been, it's been like a huge response from clients. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's been the last week. Like, he's, this is only his third week here. Like it's, been, like, it's been pretty
0: incredible.
2: I think that's the other thing is that we're
0: seeing results really fast. Like, things are just happening. Yeah. What does that mean? What seeing what kinds of results?
1: I'll, I'll give you an example business, business results. results. Like, like, what are we going to do about this challenging business shit where people have diverse opinions on it? Uh-huh. Abby, we just had a meeting. It took an hour and a half to talk about what we're doing with our online training product. Yeah. Abby said, Oh my God, I love being here. And any other company I've been at, it would have taken weeks and weeks and weeks and we'd still never have resolved this. We just have meeting after meeting after meeting. And she says, we not only resolved it. We resolved in such a powerful way we're, and we're all so aligned and so clear in what we're doing. And over in that meeting, just to be clear, two people wanted to go in one direction, two people wanted to go in the opposite direction. We were, it's not like we just like, oh, kumbaya, everything's fine. It's like we actually had real challenge and we have a space in our beingness to listen to each other and to explore and to understand and from that place of understanding, gain the clarity of what to do.
2: Mm-hmm. With a powerful evolutionary purpose. Yeah. I think our, our purpose mm-hmm. is very, very yeah. profound mm-hmm. and we, we actually stop together and we meditate together and yeah. we feel the, the energy of our organization and our purpose. And then we listen in a very different way. And I, we've been able to teach Ron and Abby both this this technique. And it, at first, it was a little weird for both of them. And they're like, "Well, we're not used to working like this." And they're, they were open to trying it.
1: Yeah. So, so that's objective. I was thinking about the, the four of us. Let me go back to Audrey and I. Yeah. Really objective metrics. We can show you a photo or a video of myself <laughs> two years ago. Night day. And what would we notice? I, 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 I'm not um, speaking so fast. It sounds like I'm a gerbil on speed (laughs) way more present. Mm -hmm. There's something because my energetic properties are very different that people like, but they can't understand what it is. Sometimes people describe it as presence. Uh huh.
3: Two years ago,
1: what was I? I was starting to do some training. I ran a couple of experiments running trainings in different places. Audrey and I are regularly consist, consistently training worldwide and having incredible success where we're actually migrating away from doing public trainings into doing private corporate trainings because there's there's so much demand. like there's the, the quality of, of the of the training because it's, it's like every time we teach a training, we take a training because this is the very deep nature of the work right through this constant evolution of class after class of running experiments the quality of the product is incredible mm-hmm. like like somebody who took the you know one you know 50 class ago took it retook it and he was like oh my god this is like it's just like it's like night and day even the guys who are videographers for we're doing have an online version of this and uh they're like oh my gosh we do like training all over the we do videotaping all over the world for Agile and you guys are like, it's very, very different from anything else happening out there. Yeah. They're going like, and this was not that as, this was, we're noticing it now. We didn't notice this two years ago. Like it's Uh, just dramatically different.
2: I think there's been a dissolving of your ego. Yeah. And a letting go. And And he's talking
1: about observable metrics. Oh,
2: (laughs) I can observe that. (laughs) I think you could see it in a picture though. I think there's a photograph. There's, it's it's photographable
1: yeah i believe it's yeah photograp- we can talk about that in terms of, of of company
0: revenue and so on of more than doubling and so on but oh yeah you know,
2: year after year after
0: yeah year. yeah all right so e- easy objective things company revenue and other objective things let, let look me at just, a photo of me now and look at me, look at a photo of me two years ago and you you will see a difference talk talk yeah. to somebody who's watched us teach two years ago and now and they'll tell you they they notice a difference
1: i'll give you another one we have like Ron, who is a vice president at CGI, the Kane version of IBM, a consulting company, yep. leave his job to come join us for no money. For no money, <laughs> and, we said, and we'll figure it out.
2: Well, why are uh-huh. you doing this?
1: Well, because you guys are doing incredible work in the world, and I want to help you be successful.
0: Like that's incredible.
1: Can you imagine that, like an executive, like a, a senior vice president,
0: yeah, who who
1: is no slouch. He was head of the agile practice for north america for ibm yeah right like it, it's like could, could, if i don't know what concrete observable rule criteria are to signal I, if that's not it i don't know what it is i mean I, i'm just i'm still kind of speechless about yeah. it
0: <laughs> all right <Hey>. um <laughs> yeah Yeah. One of the things you mentioned as one of the one of the concrete practices or behaviors that you have as a group is you you meditate together. Will, will Will you share more about that meditation with the people in the company? And and what else? What other practices do you have? What other behaviors do you have that that might lead to this this best team ever?
1: I'll share it in a structure that may be familiar for your listeners who know the core protocols. It's like check in on steroids. Uh huh. So what? It's really simple. You can call it meditation. What? Everyone, just close your eyes. People can do this right now on the call. You make note. Close your eyes. We'll just do this together. Take three deep breaths. As you're breathing, this activates your relaxation response system to put you into more resourceful state. And then we say, notice how you're feeling now. The physical
3: body, your emotions, your thoughts.
1: What's the one word that summarizes how you're feeling right now? And what's your intention for this time ahead of us in this meeting or listening to this call for people who are listening in? What's your intention? What do you hope to get from
3: this? How do you want to show up? And take a deep breath in
1: and out, and come back to the call, the room, here, the now, wherever you are. We should put a disclaimer: people shouldn't close their eyes if they're driving. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then we just go around the circle yeah. everyone does a check in, my name is yeah. I feel, I'm in and when everyone does that everyone has equal voice and it builds psychological safety people who speak are seven times more likely to speak again it, it, and it gives people a chance to take a moment to listen to themselves and understand that what they're creating is coming from the place of where they are so as teammates, we can be supportive of each other. Yeah.
2: The other thing that happens is that we're we are naturally energetic <laughs> beings. So the fact that we're breathing together, we form a harmonic. Our heartbeats actually start to align with each other, and we start our hearts start beating the same. And so when we're in this. It, it, time and space doesn't, it, it has no effect on it either. So somebody could be on a, the zoom call mm-hmm. and other people can be in the room together, but just by breathing together as a team, you form an energetic connection where you become like one and mm-hmm. you're actually, if you're intentional, your limbic <coughs> system hooks up and, and it, with other people's limbic systems and it becomes one limbic system. And now you're in alignment in this very powerful way. And there's more focus and intention for working together.
1: Yeah. So for those callers who are familiar with uh, Frederick Lou's work of, you know, green teal organizations, we're, we're actually going beyond teal. I won't say what, call, what, what we call it. There's a code name for it. Into... <laughs> using and weaving in energetic practices as part of, as part of the workplace. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so that's uh, and there's more than that. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, and I'm thinking back um, before we started recording, you showed me your yoga room that you mentioned for listeners. And um, I, and, and now I'm, I'm sort of flashing back to group yoga sessions where we're all breathing, inhaling, exhaling, at the same cadence as each other so we're we're like we're really getting physically aligned with our breath our lungs our heart rates it it, it really is a powerful sensation
2: and when we have that understanding that we're all in this together and yeah we're working as a team everybody has a purpose everybody has a place mm-hmm it allows for this powerful connection to start to dissolve the ego and to let go. And now people are working for the purpose yeah. of the organization instead of against each other or yeah. as individuals. Yeah. And I think that's why even this morning, our, our meeting went so quickly. We were able to make decisions. These are big, huge decisions that we we're mm-hmm. making very quickly with not a lot of conflict. And I think too, when when we're connected in this way, we want to have conflict resolution. There's, there's. It's almost like if there's a conflict, the energy between us doesn't feel good, Mm -hmm. and we want to resolve it uh, for the highest purpose of the of the organization and our in our own selves.
1: Yeah, there are other other deeper practices which we won't go to around meditation. We just want to give you like a bit of a sample or flavor. Uh, and as you know, from coming to a, a Cal one, even that started with a, a, a deeper meditation to set an intention for the whole day, for the whole room, right. uh, which very, very powerful effect of creating a, a great, a great environment. Um, the, the, uh, the other, th- you're talking about practices, and just a very simple practice is, is just sharing, share first, talk later. And it's a very simple construct that everyone can use is whenever exploring a topic, just to have everyone share. Mm-hmm. No discussion. No questions, Uh, you know, maybe be like a hardcore facilitator sometimes. It's very powerful because when we, everyone shares and makes notes for later, it means that the question number of questions go down, the amount of discussion goes down. So we're able to move much quicker Uh, to decision-making. And when we do that in multiple rounds and then have some exploration and then share what's changed or, you know, use any sort of things or what do people think we should do? What are people's ideas of what we could do rather than go to, you know, I propose right away. Everyone just write down, you know, what do you think we should do? And how strong's your feeling? We did that this morning. And then suddenly it created a place for great listening and discussion. Whereas if we try to move towards decision-making too soon, we don't spend the time to honor the perspectives and the listening. We actually make things go slower. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of joy that happens because it's, it's almost turning it into like a little game. And the fact that nobody <clears throat> feels left out, everybody's heard. Yeah. It's very clear on whose decision is it going to be, and, and who's going to give yeah. advice.
1: Oh, and every said, everyone said like a little bit different thing. What was the shared pattern in the group? So then it becomes a, "Hey, what? Let's listen to the voice of the system." And it becomes a game of like, "Oh, what did the other people say? How does it all line up?" Oh, what
2: do do? <laughs> right, pattern, right. And then anyone <laughs> can call
1: it, right? It's not. There's right. no. It's like a, this dissolution of yeah. this, this elevating of equality.
2: Mm-hmm. And we have one person she's in North Carolina, so we bring her in mm-hmm. you know, yeah, fire yeah. we fire in when we can, and then she's on video the rest of the time and, yeah. and yeah. You know, the only sad yeah. thing is she's like, "I wish I was in the room with you guys
1: <laughs> I hear more yeah so what what's going on with that is that you know often agile people are very, "Hey, you ever need to be co-located well that that's to support relationship, but once the relationship's there and the commitments there and the connections there, we don't need yep. it. Linux was built by a distributed team because they were connected by a shared purpose. Right. So in some ways, uh, I guess we're going to a, a rant or a tangent here, but <laughs> the other communities got, got a bit overexcited about that. It's really good to have that connection and that, you know, that to, to build the trust, the connection. And I, and I think part of maybe I'm getting into another practice here is that we're very intentional. We had a company retreat last week, which was uh, incredible. And you know, there's a very intentional thing to undertake things to build connection and to build the trust and to create support the safety and create a shared a shared connection with the group. And like, and we, you know, this is our first, I guess, remote meeting.
3: Mm-hmm. With Abby, yeah, yeah. It was our first remote
1: as a as a team. And that was that worked really well. Like, so it's like the this, this stuff works and pays off very very quickly. Yeah.
2: And everybody's excited to come to the meeting.
1: Yeah. Because they know they're not going to get hurt. They're not going to get judged. They know, you know, we'll just talk about what we need to do. And the people have a Oh, that's the other part is the underlying, everyone in the company has read emotional science. Well, we
0: Okay. We yeah. Um,
1: and that's like a minimum for a company. If people are not in a place where they're ready to take responsibility for their emotional charge and work through it. Like once you have that as a foundation, everything's unlocked. It's a game changer. Everyone's in a high place of personal responsibility for the behavior, so no, there's no more of this anger, judgment, and frustration. Instead, it's like a joke. It's like, hey, you're in a charge. <laughs> it's like, <"Rrr."> okay. <laughs> it's okay in a charge, and it's okay. And there's compassion around it, right? It's like, oh, they're just having their moment. So yeah. it's like, oh, it could be me next time, right? Yeah. And, and also a sense of ownership of like not trying to, because ex- this is where the destructive energy comes in when people are expressing their charges. You yeah. come back to core protocols, right? I will not accept an incoherent transmission from another person, or something like that, right? Yeah. So, so the, pro- I mean, I, like it's just like in some ways it feels like
2: uh, everyone's human. Yeah,
1: everyone's human is it, bringing the whole the the core protocols alive in a in a much more human way, right? Uh, yeah. Some ways, deeper way, and some ways, different way. And, yeah, yeah.
2: I think. I think. I love this for leaders who are working with teams and maybe multiple teams. I think the go-to an easy go-to in our society is to take everybody out for beer. (laughs) And that is not, that is not healthy team behavior. And Although it creates a bonding experience. uh, It can. um, It's not authentic. In, 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 a, in a very deep way. It's, it's kind of a surface level socialization of mm-hmm. being on a team, but not, not everybody is going to come into, into the bar and bond with everybody else just because they're mm-hmm. drinking. Then it's alcohol-induced and there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on with that. So to be able to find ways to create the bonding within a team Mm-hmm. that's Healthy on site or off site. That's um,
1: aligned with the work and the purpose. Yeah, aligned
2: with the work and the purpose, in, instead of you know some other social things. Other social things are good too, mm-hmm. and help, but they shouldn't be used as that's the end all be all for for team bonding.
0: Yeah. Now you you mentioned your book, Emotional Science. Can you tell us a bit about that?
1: So, yeah, so this is something that Audrey and I created together. Uh, I won't go into, but essentially as somebody who, uh, you know, worked as it was formally trained as an engineer and scientist and work in technical rules, uh, essentially, I would argue that my emotional system was shut off for most of my life uh, for self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Essentially what happens when we're young our emotional system says, Oh, for this environment, you know, in order for you to survive, we're gonna make these adjustments. Here you go. So right. it is for my, my environment, it was it was shut off for my uh, survival and, and ability to function. And so when I was turning it back on, I was realizing, like, I went through all this discovery, this very, very deep inner journey. And I came to this point where I realized it's like, well, people don't know the truth of what's going on with their emotions. It's like, I don't understand, but it's so obvious. It's like this, this, this and this, right. Cause you know, things seem obvious to me that, Anyway, so so I'm like, oh, like it'd be really useful to write a book and like by, on this. And it's like and I go, like, oh well, why should I write this book? It'd be much more natural to write this my book on culture and leadership and the work that I'm doing professionally. It's like, no, 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 you just write this book. And then and then so I I just started on it and then Audrey joined the team and it became our book. And yeah. this deep integration of both of our understandings and traditions Because most people, the truth is most people no matter how much time you spent reading psychology books and so on, do not actually understand how emotions work in an highly accurate way. There's some things that help us kind of sort of understand them. And, and so this takes people in a deep dive and it's not a reading book. It's not like you it's just not read it. It's, it's not an it's, academic. It's an experimental thing to say, here, look, run these experiments to diagnose how your system actually works. And you'll discover you're like everybody else on the planet and it your emotions work in this way. So it's a workbook and it's not like I can just tell you hey, this is how your emotions work It's like something that people need to discover for themselves
2: And and not only that but I am a a big advocate of shortcuts So Mm. in my work uh, Which is a lot about based on psychology and the psychology of disease and the psychology of pain and suffering my theory is that we don't have to go back into the past and figure out what happened. How did I get hurt? Who did what? How did I create this? Blah, blah, blah. It's more like, okay, I have a situation. I'm being emotionally triggered. I find the, I find the trigger in my body and I breathe through it. And within 10 minutes of breathing, it actually dissolves. It clears up a lot of the old wounding just by noticing the wound itself yeah. and how it's and how it's activating in your body in the moment. And we have a, a, a like a kind of an exercise or technique to help you deal with emotions and the the triggers in the moment. And when you start to do those on a regular basis or, or have a practice mm-hmm. around it you can be in a meeting and be emotionally triggered and just breathe by noticing and breathing through it. You can actually be talking to somebody and dealing with your emotional charge at the same time.
1: Yeah. And, and the feedback we're getting from people is incredible. It's like everyone should be taught this in grade school. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. My mom's reading it. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I gave, I gave it to my dad for Christmas. What was that a six weeks ago? I haven't heard anything since.
2: <laughs> my dad said, "I think he blew up." <laughs> my d- my dad said, "I l- I like your personal story." I go, "Did you read?" The book
1: it? <laughs> so, and that's the other response is that people start reading it and they go, "Oh, I, I actually discover how my oceans work. I have to look at how my what's going on in my life." Yes. Yeah. So, like, oh, I'm not ready to do that today, and they put the book down.
2: I know, but oh, they yeah. should, they should pick it up because it's not really about. Yeah, it's So it's, easy. Anyway,
1: then, make oh, it really right, find the to do it, and then they go like, "Oh my gosh, why did I wait?" Yeah, you know, it's, yeah.
2: make it really easy. Yeah, because it really should be easy.
1: But yeah. It's kind of back to where we started the story of of when we look at the things that are uncomfortable. Yeah, there's that moment of discomfort and effort and so on, and then and then we get the benefits for the rest of our life.
0: Yeah, that's a, a beautiful sentence. A, a, a very concise, lovely way to wrap things up. At As we wrap things up, is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners? Any advice for listeners? Anything else about yourselves or your work that you'd like to share?
2: I like to share something. I think one of the most important things that I've learned is as I see the brilliance in other people, I become more open to working with them and allowing. Mm-hmm. An unfoldment to happen at a, mm-hmm. at, at a team level—that's extraordinary. That's been ex- an extraordinary growth and learning opportunity for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd say for myself, is just seeing all the places where I was blocking and still am in some ways other people from shining uh-huh. their brilliance, which is at the, the core of leadership—is is really about developing other leaders around us, other people to have their brilliance and shine. And so really becoming much more conscious of all these destructive behavior patterns and conscious behaviors and so on that are actually uh, creating my life the opposite of what I really want to be creating. That that would be one thing thing to add is to invite people to look at the places where we don't look positively or not really fully 100% supportive of other people and them being successful and them being brilliant. Um, other things going on,
3: uh,
1: I'd say we teach probably not just the core for teams, but for how to create high-performance organizations. The work of the world is to weave a very deep uh, Eastern philosophy and wisdom traditions into corporate business. to get a, a very conscious approach to business that's very practical and applied. Or Cal One or adult Culture and Leadership Training. And we're just getting extraordinary feedback with uh, the training I talked about. And also, we're launching uh, like a very sort of follow on. That's the minimum base, but we're launching into what I'll call a Jedi school, or how do you call it? Which is really helping people develop their capabilities to be. Very powerful ways to become extraordinary leaders. So that's, that's going on for this year. That's super exciting. What else is going on? Anything else we should know about us?
2: We're awesome.
1: <laughs> well, working on the new book for 2019 20, 20 on culture and leadership in this little non agile book. We build high performance organizations. So. All right. Not just teams. Because teams are just a little baby organizational.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Things. We couple what is our view is that we stop talking about teams and focus on organizations. Everything applies
0: for teams as well. So it's a great right. way to uh, solve for the general case. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And how can listeners contact you if they're interested?
1: Uh, for the book, you'd be go to EmotionalScience.com For okay. our work. It's just Google Michael Salomon.
0: All right, and I, I will include those links in the podcast episode description, so it's easy for people. Thank you. Audrey, Sohota, Michael, Sohota, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Really appreciate it. I really feel the love. Thanks for joining. Thank you for
1: having us. Thank you. I, like, I, I love doing this. It, like, we, we discover so much.
0: Hi, friends. Thanks for listening. And remember, to support this podcast, sign up for my newsletter at kasparowski.com.